those two words mean a lot. Come home. It goes a long ways. And that song tonight would even make those of us that are on our road, on our way home to glory, make us a little homesick, wouldn't it? To get home, our brother mentioned about going to a memorial service and being a little jealous. I hear you. Well, it's good. I want to say, first of all, on behalf of Bonnie and myself, it's good to be in Portland again. We enjoy coming here, and not just because our grandchildren are here either, but we enjoy coming here and fellowshipping with you folks. Let's go to Ezekiel tonight, Ezekiel chapter 18. Ezekiel chapter 18, and we're going to go to verse 4. It says, Behold, all souls are mine, that the soul of the Father, so also the soul of the Son is mine. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. And to realize it sounds so, fi so fine there, but then it continues on. It says, But if a man be just, and do that which is lawful and right, and had not eaten up on the mountains, neither had lifted up his eyes to the idols of the house of Israel, neither had defiled his neighbor's wife, neither had come near to menstruous woman, and had not oppressed any, but had restored to the debtor his pledge, had spoiled none by violence, had given his bread to the hungry, and had covered the naked with a garment. He that hath not given forth upon usury, neither hath taken any increase, that hath withdrawn his hand from iniquity, hath executed true judgment between men and man. Hath, and listen, verse 9 says, hath walked in my statutes, and hath kept my judgment to deal truly. He is just, and he shall surely live, saith the Lord God. First verse I read, it said, The soul that sinneth, it shall die. To realize that there's two ways we can live our lives. We can live for the Lord, or we can live for the devil. There's no in-between. There's no on the boundary. There's no gray area. There's no, no place where you would think that it could be yes, it could be a no. It's either you serve the Lord, or you serve the devil. And to realize that there is a, a Greek word, I may not pronounce it right, for sin is armatheia, meaning inward, inward mistakes, inward hearers to miss the mark. And there's another word, armathano, which was a Greek term that archers and people that would throw spears would use, meaning to miss the mark. And tonight we want to realize that to Mr. Mark, spiritually, will have brave consequences. To Mr. Mark will bring a great deal of pain our way, not only in this life, but eternally as well. To think about missing the mark, you know, there are great marksmen in our world. There are individuals, I believe uh, one of the longest uh, sniper shots in wartime was over two miles away. Now, that has got to be just outstanding. Everything has to line up. For a, a, for a shot from a rifle to hit its mark at that distance, everything has to be just perfect. Well, when I think of marksmanship, I can only just talk about myself for a moment. A few years ago, I, 
I had a chance to in Newfoundland to get a moose license for a couple of years. Uh, and I decided, I, I'm not a hunter per se, but the, I went out and going to do the big thing, going to get a moose for the winter, some meat to put in the refrigerator, in the freezer. And uh, I, got, I never had my own rifle, so a gentleman there in town said, well, you can, you can borrow my rifle. And I, I asked him, I said, is it good? And he said, yeah, I just lined it up. It's all, all good to go. So I, I believe on that great mistake, I took Milo with me. And we went into a back forestry road behind the town where we live, and we just went in a little ways, and sure enough, there he was, a moose, sitting on a hill there. I don't know how far away he was. But anyway, I took out the rifle, and I fired a shot, and he was still looking at me. <laughs> yes, he was. And then I chambered another round, and I fired, and no, he was still looking at me. Three or four times I tried this. And if that animal could laugh, he would have been laughing at me. But you know, I was missing the mark. I was firing at that moose and disappointed because I wasn't getting him. So I said to Milo, and I said, I, I better stop while I'm ahead because the last thing I wanted to do was wound the animal. I wanted to make a clean shot. So I took that rifle and I went off to a pit that was nearby and we found a half a sheet of plywood and we stuck it up and I paced off about a hundred yards and I fired and I missed a half a sheet of plywood at a hundred yards. Now I don't know who here is a marksman, but I, that, that doesn't, that's, that doesn't give me no bragging rights, I know that. And I fired several times and I missed a half a sheet of plywood. And I said, well, there got to be something wrong here. And I, I said, Milo, I said, uh, just try it, just to see if it's me or what is a Milo far, same thing, missed. Sorry about that, Milo. But I realized that the gun, that the sights on that gun were out. It wasn't lined up. It wasn't the way it ought to be, so that when I looked through the scope, I, when I see the target, that I would hit that mark. Now, it's one thing to miss the mark in the physical sense, in the earthly sense, but to miss the mark spiritually... It's going to have brave consequences, people. I would not want tonight to know that I was going to miss the mark. When my time came to leave this world, whether it's tonight, God said, well, Michael, you're going to breathe your last breath, or whether the rapture should take place. I would not want to realize that while I lived up on earth that I wasn't doing the proper things so that I would hit the mark which is to make heaven my home someday. But for us to make heaven our home, we need to have our sights set upon Jesus. We need to be focused. We need to have our lives in the place God wants them to be. We need to know Jesus personally. We need to know who Jesus is, not just to know about Him, not just to hear His name, not just to know he's, His name is in the Bible, but we need to have an encounter with Jesus Christ on a personal level. Because if we don't, the text says, the soul that sinneth, it shall die. And that would mean missing the mark. 
That will mean if you leave this world without knowing Jesus, you will miss the mark. You won't make heaven your home. I can't uh, uh, butter it up. I can't sugar it up. It's plain and simple that the soul that sinned, it shall die. But after death, there's a judgment. You might think it's all over when you die, but if you decide to live this world and ignore the call of God as we heard in the special, how Jesus calls us, if we ignore that call, rest assured that you will not only die in the earthly sense, but you will have eternal consequences of living in the devil's hell eternally. But there's a bright side. We can hit the mark. And you know, uh, on that, on that uh, scope that's on the rifle, there's a, there's vertical measurements, there's horizontal measurements. And you need to sight that rifle in or any, anything, if, if you're an archer or whatever you're using to sometimes maybe have some recreational uh, uh, fun with something, it has to be sighted in it has to be right where it needs to be and you know spiritually we need to walk with god we need to have our sights set correctly i watched a article not that long ago there was an archer in england i was watching this little clip and he was demonstrating what they call a longbow it's not a compound bow it's it's just a just a regular looking bow it's just longer and it was quite a formidable weapon in its time. Uh, it, it could it could take down the enemy at long distance. But this guy was explaining it, and as he was talking to this person that was interviewing him, he was putting a, a bow, a arrow into the string, and he was pulling back, and he was and when you look up, he was he was hitting the target. And the person asked him, they said, "Well, you're not." You're not uh, looking at the harrow. You're not looking at your bow. He said, no. He said, I'm looking at the target. He said, you learn when you get used to it. You learn just to look at that bullseye and you pull back and you hit it. Well, you know, spiritualize that. We need to look at Jesus Christ. We need to look at the Lamb of God which taken away the sins of the world and realize that tonight Jesus has something for you. And if you're here tonight and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, He has something for you. He has a wonderful gift of salvation. He has something that the world cannot give you. And with God's grace, the world can't take it away from you. Those of us here tonight that are on the road to glory, keep looking to Jesus. Keep looking up. You know, we don't think it's much longer. The way the world is, now everything is going in our world. All signs are pointing toward home. All signs are pointing toward that glorious place that someday we are going to enter in when we step through the threshold, over the thresholds of glory, and we can say, thank God I've made it. You're going to be so glad that in this life you made sure that you had lined up on that mark. In Luke 16, Luke 16, it gives account of two individuals. There was a rich man, and there was Lazarus. Two individuals, both of them had the same opportunities. Both had the same chance to make the right choices. 
But it says in verse 19 of Luke 16, there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and feared sumptuously every day. He was doing good for himself. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked the sores. Now here both of them died. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And it says in hell, he lifted up his eyes, being in torments, and seeing Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Those two individuals, excuse me, had the same opportunity. One decided to live a life. Now don't, now don't even misinterpret this. Uh, the rich man never went to, went to hell because he was rich. He went there because he ignored God. He never made preparation. He never made sure he was lined up with that mark. But Lazarus being poor and he was down and out and destitute, he was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. Don't that sound good? Don't that sound good to leave this world and realize as you're breathing your last breath that the angels of the Lord just carry you into a glorious place of bliss where you'll spend eternity to be with the Lord Jesus. It gives a very, very clear picture of the rich man. He wanted someone to come and cool his tongue. He said, send Lazarus with a little water. Cool me down a little. So obviously he was in a place of torment. We don't want to go there, do we? We don't want to go there. But to realize that Lazarus said, I can't come to you. We should go back and tell my loved ones not to come here. And he said, well, even if we sent someone back from the dead, they won't listen. And you know, we're living in the day in which we're living where it seems like you try to reach out to the souls of individuals. And it's like uh, if someone can't rose from the dead, you wonder if it will have any impact. But don't you be that someone. If you're here tonight and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, all it takes is just a step down to the altar of prayer. Your life, if you're a sinner, your life is not lining up to the mark. In that scope that I was talking about, there's that cross here. And you look in it and you, right in the very middle, that's what you want to put on the, what you want to get, what you want to fire at. Well, when spiritualized that, the cross here that we need to get to heaven is the cross itself that Jesus died on. Because the only way to heaven is through the cross. The only way to heaven is through the cross of Calvary. And Jesus died there for you if you're here tonight and you're not saved. Jesus shed his last drop of blood that we might have life. That we might live with him someday. But the choice is yours. The choice is mine. In the spring of 1985, God cornered me up. Let me know that I needed something that the world never had to offer me. I made my way down to an old tear-stained altar and praised the Lord. He saved my soul. Gave me something worth living for. And I'm on my way to glory with God's grace and God's strength. Once again tonight, if you're here, I implore you 
to come home, as her brother sang about, come home to realize that time is swiftly passing. Sometimes we think we've got all the time in the world, but we don't. A year seems like a day now. I heard someone told me one time, they said, as you get older, it seems like time goes faster, and I'm beginning to, beginning to think that. But you know, if you think you've got lots of time, never presume upon God's mercies. God is waiting. And if we're those of us that are here tonight saved, it's important we keep maintaining our lives before God. It's important that we keep ourselves lined up with Jesus Christ. It's important that we realize that the Word of God is the best thing that we can ever apply to our lives that will line us up and someday will lead us right into our eternal home. It's our Bible. It's the Word of God. It's those around us, ministers and people that get behind the pulpits and different ones that try to encourage our hearts, that help us and we want we want to say, Lord, Lord, I don't want to line up my brother and my sister. Lord, I want to line up myself. Lord, search me, O oh Lord. See if there's anything in there that would make me miss the mark, Lord. And once again, if you're tonight, you don't know the Lord. I encourage you. I invite you. I say, come to the altar. Let's see if Jesus won't make a difference in your life. We're going to have a song 482 as we come out to pray.